Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to answer the most frequently asked team building question that I get. How do I recruit people who actually want to build a business? And the answer to that is two steps. Step one is to attract business builders to you. And step two is to guide them through the stages of sponsoring. In this episode, we're going to focus on that first step. And we're going to talk about how to think, feel, and act like a team builder so that you can attract your dream team to you. You have to show up like a team builder whenever you interact with anyone in the stages of sponsoring. And this begins with the very first stage, the no stage, where people know you're a direct seller. The people in this stage aren't customers yet, and they may never become customers, but they might refer people to you. And right now, you might think that your coworker or your sister or your best friend from college will never sign up or even become a customer. So you might think, well, it doesn't really matter how I show up to them or how I talk about my business, but that's not true. Let's say your brother is at his class reunion and people ask him what you're up to. He could bring up your business or not. And if he brings it up, he could speak proudly about it or not. Your neighbors, Jane and Mary, down the street are chatting And Jane mentions that she would like to make some extra money, but she needs to do something flexible because she doesn't want to pay for a sitter or miss out on her kids' sports. And Mary could say, well, have you thought about what Susie's doing? And Jane could say, is she even doing that anymore? Or she could say, ugh, no thank you. I see what she has to do just to get a sale. Or she might say, oh, that's a really good idea. She looks like she's having a lot of fun with it, and I know they just got a bunch of new furniture. When people know that you're an XYZ consultant, they form an opinion and have a perception of your business based on what they see you do both in and out of your business. Start treating your business like a successful business, even if you're brand new or haven't experienced a lot of success yet. Talk about your business positively and never complain about it to anyone. Not your mom, not your best friend, not your upline. What you focus on expands and like attracts like. If you talk about the annoying things in your business, you're going to get more annoying things and you'll attract annoying people. So there are three things that you can do to attract business builders to your team. First, live the lifestyle of a successful consultant. Second, model a business that they'd want to have. And third, show up to your business the way you want your team to show up to theirs. So let's talk about what it means to live the lifestyle of a successful consultant. You get to define success however you want to define success. Most people look at things like profit and income, time and flexibility, how much fun you're having, and how you present yourself. So let's talk about each of those. This is a business, and if you're successful, you're making money. You don't have to be making a lot of money, but successful businesses are profitable. If someone talked to you, looked at your social media, or came to an event, would they think that you have a profitable business? Now, before you go too far into your analysis, let me be clear that it's no one's business exactly how much money you make, and you don't have to, and in fact, I don't think that you should, show people your paycheck or tell them how much you make. Numbers are relative, and success is personal. 
Someone might consider herself successful if she brings in enough money to be able to go out to eat a few times a month or go away for a couple weekends a year. Someone else might define success as being able to buy a house. If you show your $1,000 paycheck to people, some people will think, wow, that's a lot of money. And other people will think, wow, that's a lot of work for a little bit of money. So how can you let people know that your business is profitable if you're not going to show them your paycheck? So first of all, never complain about money or talk about the money that you don't have. What you focus on is what you'll get. And so if you focus on lack, you're going to get more of lack. If you have an unexpected repair bill, then just go ahead and take care of it. If you want to get a recommendation for a service agency or for a new refrigerator, then go ahead and ask about that. But don't make a big deal about it. Don't talk about that you can't afford to fix it or replace it. Just ask for help in terms of references and then go ahead and take care of the situation. Second, don't talk about money at all, good or bad. If you go out to dinner with your girlfriends, then post about the experience and their friendships, not the bill. If you go on vacation, post about the experience and the adventure, but not the bill. If you buy a house, you don't have to tell people that your business paid for it. Potential team members don't need to know how much you make. They need to know that your business is profitable. And if you're out spending money and you're living a lifestyle of a successful consultant, a likely assumption is that your business is funding some of that. Now, if your business isn't profitable, then make the changes that you need to make. Stop buying inventory, get more bookings, improve your sales skills. The next successful lifestyle indicator is how you spend your time. Are you having fun however you define fun? In the last episode, we talked about how your dream team defines fun. If your dream team is adventurous, then talk about the adventures that you go on. If you want to attract adventurous people to your team, you need to let people know that you're adventurous. And you can do this by posting on social media, by talking about it in your VIP group, and talking about it at your parties. Also talk about what you get to do with your time because you're a direct seller. If you get to volunteer at your kid's school, work out in the middle of the day, or travel with your husband, talk about it. You don't have to say it's because of your direct sales business. If someone thinks being flexible or getting to do those things defines success, and she knows that you're a direct seller, she's going to put two and two together. Don't give the impression that your business is a time suck. Don't hang out on social media all day. And if you do, don't post about it because most people see that as a time waster. If you're at your kid's soccer game, then watch the game, interact with the parents and have fun. Stay off your phone and don't try to work your business into every conversation. Potential team members don't want to work all the time and they don't want to feel like they have to be on 24-7. The next successful lifestyle marker is how you show up socially. This is a relationship business and even if you're an introvert, you can still be friendly, fun, caring, and interested in other people. Engage in person and on social media. Post engaging things that are interesting. Don't just share a bunch of things from other people. You don't have to have a lot of friends or be busy every night, but your potential team members need to know that you're their kind of person and that you're interesting. You're someone they want to be around. So don't complain or gossip. The only people who want to be around complainers and gossipers are other complainers and gossipers. And that's what you're going to attract if that's how you act. Think about how you present yourself. Think about your future self, the one who leads her dream team and what she's like. How does she show up? What does she look like? How does she dress? And what does her environment look like? Leaders of engaged and productive teams look and act like they have their life together. And that's how they present themselves. They don't describe themselves or show up like a hot mess. 
No one's dream up line is a hot mess. Now you don't have to do your hair and makeup all the time and your house doesn't have to look like it's ready to go on the home and garden tour, but you want to let people know that you care about how you present yourself. The kind of person who takes care of herself and her environment is a different kind of person than the one who doesn't. You're going to attract people who are a lot like you, but make sure you're presenting yourself as the person you want to attract. Everything you do in your business is attracting or repelling people. You probably have a personal social media profile where you post pictures of your family and the things that you do in your life. The people who follow your personal profiles are in the no stage of sponsoring. They know that you're an XYZ consultant, just like they know Susie's a teacher and Bob works in an office downtown. They're interested in Susie's life, but they don't want to hear about every student, every lesson plan, or even every field trip that she goes on. If that's all that Susie posts about, they're going to unfollow Susie eventually. And Susie's more than a teacher. But if that's all she posts about, they're going to start to think that she either doesn't have anything else going on in her life or that being a teacher is all consuming. And if you overpost about your business, people are going to think the same thing about you. And your dream team isn't going to be attracted to that kind of a business. Use the 2020 rule when you're posting about your business on your personal accounts. So no more than 20% of your posts on your personal accounts should be about your business. And then more than 20% of the posts about your business should be offer posts. An offer post is where you have a call to action to buy, book, or join. So if you post once a day, every day of the month, that's 30 posts. That means up to six of those posts can be about your business because 20% of 30 is six. 20% of six is 1.2. So only one post a month can be an offer post. The other five posts that you post should be about your lifestyle of a successful consultant. So this would include the fun things that you do with your sister consultants and your team, or asking for recommendations for where to eat and stay when you go to conference. Overposting about your business doesn't serve you. In fact, it hurts you. And here's why. First of all, it's a fast way to get unfollowed. And if people unfollow you, they'll forget about you. Second, it makes it look like that's all you do. And no one wants a business where they have to work all the time. Third, it makes your business look hard. I know some of you think that posting about your business will bring you sales, bookings, and recruit leads, but does it? Is your return proportionate to your effort? I spent some time preparing for this episode by going through some of my Facebook friends' profiles. And what I noticed was that successful leaders follow the 2020 rule for posting about their business on their personal profiles. And that means 20% of their posts are about their business and no more than 20% of their business posts were offers. The direct sellers who I know who are struggling to build a team, keep their title, or even get a sale post about their business 30 to 70% of their time. And most of the business posts are offers. Posting a lot about your business doesn't make you successful. It doesn't even make you look successful. If your social media followers are in the no stage of sponsoring, meaning they know you're a direct seller, but they haven't purchased anything yet, would you be someone they'd want to refer their friends to based on what they see you post? Are you modeling a business that they'd want to have? Are you living the lifestyle of a successful consultant? Now, if you have business accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, great. Post about your business on those. The people who follow your business accounts are interested in your business. They signed up for that. And there's a different 2020 rule for your business accounts. At least 20% of what you post on your business accounts should be about you so that people get to know you in addition to your business. And no more than 20% of your posts on your business account should be offers. So again, if you post once a day on your business accounts, then each month you can post six offer posts. 
How you show up in one area of your life is how you show up in all areas of your life. And team builders show up on social media knowing that their potential team members are watching. They show up knowing that everything they do is a representation of how they run their business, even if they're not talking about their business. Most direct sellers work their businesses part-time. They want to make some money and have a business that's fun and simple. Is your business simple and fun and profitable? Can people tell that you're meeting your goals? Now, you don't have to share your goals with your followers, your customers, and your friends. And again, I don't think that you should. Think about what successful companies do. They don't share their specific goals. Now, they might talk about big picture growth, but they don't announce at the beginning of the year that they have a goal to sell X amount or produce X amount of revenue because they don't want the general public holding them accountable or analyzing if they're on track. People like to do business with people and companies who are successful and successful companies don't want people wasting their time wondering if they're successful or not. They just show that they're successful. So when you show your goals and you don't reach your goals, people are going to draw their own conclusions about it. So when you announce to the world that this is your year and that you're promoting a senior director and then you don't, people might assume that it's hard to be successful in your company. Or they might assume that if you can't reach your goals, you won't be able to help them achieve theirs. Let people know that your business is a vehicle to reach their goals by living the lifestyle of a successful consultant. And if you want to share your wins, do it subtly. Winning is just another part of your successful lifestyle, and it's what you do. Team builders don't sacrifice long-term success for a short-term win. So I want to talk about two specific areas in this. I want to talk about copying and pasting and using incentives. Copying and pasting is easy. Heck, even a robot can do it. In the short term, if you do it enough, you'll get a sale, a booking, or a recruit. But those same people would have bought, booked, or joined if you use best practices too. Copying and pasting isn't a long-term success strategy for a couple of reasons. First, the response rate is so low that the only way you get enough responses is to do it a lot, which means you risk overposting. And second, what you do is what your team is going to do. And since it's not a successful strategy, your team's not going to be successful when they implement it. No one copy and paste her way to a promotion or to a trip. Team builders know the value of their products and their opportunities, and they don't discount their products or pile on a bunch of incentives to get people to book or join. Discounting your products lessens their value, takes money out of your pocket, attracts deal seekers, and hurts you and your team in the long run. When you discount your products, you let people know that you think they're overpriced and you attract kidnappers to your team because business builders are going to assume that if you can't sell your products, how are they going to be able to sell them? Almost all direct sales companies have a host program where customers can get free and discounted products. So offer that instead of a discount. Most host programs are generous on their own. And if you're having trouble getting bookings, then look at your messaging and look at your party. But don't add on a bunch of extra rewards to your host program because you're relaying the same messages that discounting sends. If you can't sell products or book a party without using incentives or prizes, how will you be able to train your team to do it? If someone is looking for a simple and profitable business, she's going to either assume that she can't have one with your company or that you can't help her have one. Whenever you do something in your business, ask yourself, would I want my team to do this? This includes how you show up for the parts of your business that your potential team members might not see. So are you keeping up with your company's information? When you need to know something, do you know where to find it? Or do you just go to your Facebook group and ask the question there? If you want your team to come to training, make sure that you're modeling that for them. 
Are you going to your companies and your uplines training opportunities? How are you showing up when you do show up? Are you engaged or are you multitasking? Your team is going to follow your model. Are you applying the training and information to your business? When you learn a new technique or how to use a new tool, are you playing with it? Or do you have the attitude that you've gotten this far with what you've been doing and you don't need to try anything new? I know potential team members can't see how you show up behind the scenes and you might put on a good front, but the problem is it's hard to switch gears and change your attitude. When they don't see you engage or show up, it hurts your credibility. They'll think that you're uninterested or uncoachable and you don't want them thinking that about you. Make sure that you show up now how you want your team to show up when your team is your dream team. So let's wrap up by going through some of the highlights of what we talked about, and I'll add in a few more bonuses that I forgot to include earlier. The best way to build your dream team is to attract them to you and guide them through the stages of sponsoring. And the best way to attract your dream team to you is to live the lifestyle of a successful consultant, model a business that they'd want to have, and show up to your business the way you'd want them to show up to theirs. Your success is evident even when you're not working your business by how you live, how you spend your time, and how you present yourself. Everyone who knows you're a direct seller is at least in the first stage of sponsoring. They'll move on to another stage or refer people to you based on how you display your success and what you do in your business. Business builders want to be successful. They want to know that you can help them be successful. If you make your business look hard and complicated, or if you overpost, or if they think that you're working all the time, they won't be attracted to your business. So make sure that you're using simple systems and best practices. Send individual booking messages that are personal. Host coach your host to build a relationship with them and to model best practices for them when they become a consultant. Follow up, build relationships, and engage and be interested. Keep the big picture in mind and don't use spammy tricks just to try to get a quick win. If you're in this for the long haul, you have time to build relationships, serve people well, and guide people through the stages of sponsoring rather than push them. Don't sell or compromise to try to get a quick win because then you're attracting people who are looking for a deal and not an opportunity. And finally, have fun. Make your business fun and appreciate the possibilities of your business and treat it like a business. If you have any questions or want to share a win, then send me a DM or post in the Facebook group. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.